Today's episode might sound a little bit different because it is a replay from a conversation I had earlier today on Clubhouse with the amazing Chasia for the Hey Girl You Can one year anniversary. I hope you enjoy the conversation and that it was as fun to listen to as it was for me to uh, create and share that space with everyone there. So please enjoy and thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to Building with Isa Media Inc. Oh, I hope this works. I hope this works. I hope, okay, we got a Jody. Okay, we got Sal, we got Susie, we got Diana, we got, hey guys. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know if you were in the room when, but for new faces, new faces, for old faces, welcome back. It's been a bit. It's been a full like five seconds that it took me to figure that out. So let's confirm replays are on. Where is Isa? Where is my content lady who caught it? <laughs> okay. So Jen, that's okay. I'm figuring out the link thing right now. I'm so very close. But I, I figured out why I couldn't do it. I wasn't wasn't a moderator. So if you want to moderate me, I can pin it. Okay, perfect. Make a moderator, Isa. I'm also gonna make you a moderator. Okay. So tapping into a state of flow, the power of unplugging. I'm curious. I wonder who like saw the room on the list and said, "Hmm, I could use some work with flow." Or Hmm, I need some help unplugging because usually when I bring it up to people, the thought of unplugging is a little bit overwhelming. So wonderful. We've got our resources link pinned up. So hi, guys. Welcome to the room. We are officially starting. My name is Chasia. Um, I So first, this room is in honor of Hey Girl, You Can's one year anniversary. We're going to put that top front and center because this club is an amazing one. You can connect with so many great people and you should just attend the rooms. Tara, the founder is awesome. And we're so grateful that today is their one year anniversary. Now, this is an opportunity for us to really dive into a topic. And it was a great opportunity for me to bring these two lovely ladies together. And I'm gonna start by sharing with you how I know them. And then I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. So Jen, I met, it was ooh, like, a few months ago, probably up to seven or eight months ago now, Jen. And I was looking, I had a new job opportunity and I said, I really wanna do like 100% at this job. I wanna be amazing, but I need help with my productivity levels, organizing my notes, all of that stuff. I really need the extra attention. So I was on Clubhouse and I heard Jennifer speak and I said, I need to work with that lady. And Jennifer's tips are amazing. Afterwards, I feel I feel so much more confident and organized, but that's my story with Jennifer. And Jennifer, I like to say sometimes that you're like a second mom to me. So I am so grateful that you're here to share your tips. Um, Isa, I met through Hey Girl You Can's Co-Mod and Connection Rooms. And that's a place where people can share what they're working on, why they're passionate about it. And Isa's passion just shunned through. So Isa is a content expert guru. She is a professional beyond professionals, and she is so good at what she does. So Isa, I'm also excited to introduce you here on stage right now. And Isa, let's start with you, because I feel like I don't know how your clubhouse activity has been these days, but let's introduce you back to these streets. Tell us more about who you are. Thank you so much. Yeah, so it has been a while for me since coming back to um, Clubhouse. Um, I go through phases of being more active or less active. Um, but like you said, I am a content and marketing strategist. Um, I'm all about helping people create content to put forth their business more importantly, but also their personal brand, um, things like that, and really create not just conversions, because I think a lot of us focus on, you know, making the sale, but also creating that connection. Um, and yes, I'm not sure if there's something else you want me to, to touch on, but I'm really excited to get started and dive into how I get into a creative flow and the advice that I can share about it. Wonderful. Jen, what are you um, working on these days? Tell us more about yourself for those who are here in the room today. Well, Chazia, I do kind of feel like I'm your second mom because you share the same birthday as my daughter. And like, I've just seen you grow so much. So 
I'm so flattered by all your kind words and so honored to share the stage with you and um, get to know Isa better. So hi, everyone. I first apologize for my croaky voice because I'm in the midst of battling COVID. Um, so I have my water nearby and my cough drops. <laughs> um, but I am a productivity coach. I help female creatives harness the time that they have to prioritize what matters most. And there's a ton of coaches here on Clubhouse. Um, I really love collaborating with all of them. But the one thing that I try to do that's a little bit different is pick tools and systems that work for you. It's not a one size fits all approach. That's not how productivity works. I can't just give you like this XYZ framework and you can plug it in and all of a sudden you're going to turn out productive. Like it's really, we have to work together. We have to find a system that works with the way your brain works. So that's what I love to do. Um, I have a whole story behind it, but I really want to help women especially um, make the most of each day because tomorrow is promised to no one, you guys. So um, let's be here and let's learn how to uh, increase flow so we can make the most of each moment. I'm so excited for this conversation. Wonderful. Okay. So um, I have some questions lined up for you, but I was just in a discussion on vision boarding and I found it interesting because someone in the room, her name was, ooh, I'm going to miss it right now, but her name was Dami. And Dami was talking about how when you're working towards a goal, it takes passion, skills, significance, and vision. So my question to you, and I'm curious, while first, when working with clients, First, because I feel like your clients have a vision, you help them get to that vision and like achieve their goals. But also on your own personal entrepreneurship um, journey, what role did vision play and how did you get there? And how did flow really help you achieve that vision? We'll probably start with you, Isa. Awesome. So um, I love vision boarding and I think it's been super uh, important in my entrepreneurship and very funny. So at the very end of 2020, um, I created a vision board and um, I vision boarding for me is all about flow, like less about the specific goals. And I created this vision board with things like the word own boss and freedom and different things that, um, you know, like a beautiful home office. And while I, at the time, December, 2020 had no idea I would be starting a business. Um, but those words kind of just spoke to me as I was, I was doing it the traditional, like cutting it out of a magazine way. I know, um, a lot of people love Canva for vision boarding too. Um, and later it was in January of 2021 that I started my business and I started to put things together and storytelling was on my board and so was starting a podcast. Um, but at the time, I did not know the how of any of those things. I just knew that those images and words kind of spoke to me and they were on that board. And it was really funny how by allowing myself to just explore those things, um, a lot of that board came together. And this year, I or I guess at the end of 2021, um, I approached vision boarding in, the, in a very similar way where it was just what speaks to me right now? What do I feel like my subconscious is telling me is necessary? Um, and there's that, obviously, more flowy side, woo side. Um, and then on the other end, I think with creating a vision for marketing, um, you are always balancing how creative can you get, but how realistic can you be at the same time? Because you can tell me that you have the best, absolute best idea for a reel, a TikTok, a commercial, a post, but if you don't have the time, resources, and energy to put that together, um, it's very difficult to bring that to life. So how can we really take advantage of vision, working with the different tools that we have already at our disposal. Yeah, I think that that's really important. And Jen, I'm hoping that you can touch on that one as well, because um, you, because when we, when we think about flow, I feel like a lot of people, or at least what I envision is you're, you're kind of in a beach like mode, you're, you're sitting down and you're just like lost in your thoughts. But 
flow on the other side is also how you organize your thoughts. It's the time that you give yourself to say, okay, like I really need to process what's important to me, how it's important to me and why it's important to me. And I feel like that who, what, where, where, where when, why that we're taught so early on really, um, really plays into that as well. So when we're talking about the creative side of vision, but then also, Issa, you brought in having to turn on that business mindset. Um, how do we find the, the, the time? How do we make the time? Because what doesn't get scheduled doesn't get done. And to really make sure that we're hitting both sides, both the creative flow part, but also the business flow part. What are your thoughts on that, Jen? I was clapping you're using one of my favorite what doesn't get scheduled doesn't get done love that quote i use it all the time um so i think when you were talking tazia i think flow and we like you had mentioned and um, we think of like on a yoga mat like in some ashram somewhere right like really kind of getting in tune with our our woo woo side um and that's what a lot of people maybe that's where they've experienced flow doing something they really love whether it be yoga or um, for me, it's it's usually like on a ski slope somewhere or pounding the trail somewhere outside. Um, but not often, unless you're really pursuing your passions, do you find flow in work. Um, and that's really like that flow state is where our creativity, like Isa was mentioning, can, can come out. Um, so I think you mentioned having a vision. Um, I think that's super important for your business life and your life as a whole um, is to really connect with that vision. And we often see that um, in times of flow. But one way I use that on a daily basis is kind of even, you know, I, I like to have the big picture vision that we talk about on, in vision boarding and I love vision boarding as well. But even just kind of coming up with a vision for my day Here's how I think my day is going to go when I kind of sit down in the morning and kind of think it through. And you can also, in that moment, foresee obstacles that are going to get in the way of doing your creative work. Maybe, you know, for me, my kids come home at three o'clock, so I very well might be having somebody pound on the door at 3.15. But if you know that obstacle is going to happen, you can kind of prepare for how you're going to handle it and how you can stay in flow. Um, regardless of what's thrown at you. I mean, we have to kind of um, move and adjust along the way. Um, but I think that vision and flow can go together and you can use those two states in both your personal and your business life. So I think I kind of wandered around a little bit, but hopefully that serves someone here. No, I really like that. Like planning for moments that might disrupt flow. That's really important how you said that your kids may <laughs> knock on the door at 3.15. I know we changed the time for the room and you may, you had brought that up that it may happen, but you had really um, planned that in. And Isa, I'm wondering the other side that you can capture is how we record moments of flow and how I'm, I'm curious as to how like recording the moment may interrupt the flow, but I would love if you could touch on that topic of how if you're struggling to create content or you're looking for a way to tap into flow, perhaps on the other side of the coin, recording those moments of flow could benefit you. Could you touch on that? Absolutely. So what you're kind of diving into is something that my clients hear me say all the time, which is everything is content if you want it to be. Um, and I know that at first your reaction might be like, oh, there, you know, that's violating my boundaries or I don't want my whole life on the internet. But what I mean is if you choose to see your life as the most interesting thing, then it becomes interesting to everyone um, or especially the right people. So something that I recommend for those of you who are really time crunched and don't seem to have enough time for content, um, just time lapsing, like taking a video of yourself as you work, as you journal, as you work out, as you cook, like whatever it is, it can be those small moments, but just taking a video of yourself doing it um, and then speeding it up, it's great background video um, and it allows people to see how you do what you do and really invest in, in that. Um, 
And then to your second question of like, does that interrupt flow? I think at first it might. Um, I'm personally so used to it. Uh, I really, really love the idea of documenting um, everything. And that's why I'm such a huge journaler. That was a huge reason I started my podcast is to just document these steps along the way that make up the whole journey and make up the whole um the entire success that we have. Um, so yeah, at first it might feel really awkward and you might be like, oh my goodness, you feel like you have to put on a performance, but um, after a while it it starts feeling second nature. And bonus uh, for productivity, um, one of my biggest issues is jumping on my phone in the middle of tasks. So if my phone is actually on the tripod filming me, I know I can't interrupt the recording to, you know, play a game on my phone or check Instagram. Um, so it also just helps me keep my phone away from, um, from me when I'm, when I'm trying to get a task done. But I leave you with everything is content if you want it to be. And you have a much more interesting life than you give yourself credit for. I love that. So what we're also doing right now is we're, we're tying into the idea of there's a book. It's called 24 six the power of unplugging one day a week and it's by an author her name is tiffany schlain she's also the founder co-founder of the webby award so super cool gal um in our reference list that you can access after this discussion and that's pinned and currently live and active so we're still working through it um you can find more information about her but also what um isa said about like sometimes you forget that the that they're devices there, right? Um, there was a situation where I was trying to record the sound of my washer working because I felt like it was broken. And I said, the repair guys are going to say, okay, well, what sound did it make? And I'm going to be like, well, it's a, like, whoosh, whoosh. you know, like if I record it, it'll probably be a much more accurate idea of like what the problem is. So um, I had forgotten that I put the recorder on and that um, it was voice notes. And afterwards, I realized that it was still on and I said, wow, I just heard my most honest thoughts that I talk to myself out loud when I'm alone, which is not weird, guys. My therapist recommended it. It's important to understand your thoughts <laughs> on many different levels, whether that's journaling is one level, thinking it in your mind is another level and speaking it out loud is another level, even when no one else is in the room but yourself. Anywho, um, yeah, and I heard just like my, my live and filtered thoughts. And I said to myself, wow, even I haven't really heard this. So Isabella, I love how you really push for that um, connection to, okay, like just record what you're doing. And that is content. Another thing that I want to touch on is a little bit about your podcast too, because um, the reason I really liked your podcast is there's someone that I follow on Twitter and they have this idea that they like to pitch of building in public. And I will add into the resource list too. Um, but it's this idea of you're discovering how to do something and you don't know how to do it yet, which is completely fine. But as you're learning, right? As you're, I don't know, like in math class and taking the subject lessons that you need to learn until final class where you can test your skills and knowledge, record the process of you doing your homework, record the process of you figuring out, okay, well, this is what I'm trying to do. This is the goal that I'm trying to achieve, the vision that I have, and this is the work that I'm doing to get to it. But that work that you're doing is also work, right? It's something that you can, you can show something that you're building on, something that you should be proud of. So um, Isabella, I wanna really bring it back to you and this podcast that you have right now. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? And I'm gonna find that quote that I made up for you because it expresses it accurately. Isa, tell us about it. Yes, thank you. It's one of my favorite things right now. So I really appreciate you bringing it up. So uh, my podcast is called Building with Isa Media Inc. Isa Media Inc. is the name of my um, company. And I started this podcast at the end of December of 2021. Uh, I'm doing currently daily episodes. Um, and yeah, I, it's exactly that. It's It's really showing the process because I got to a point in my business um, in December where I was like sick of being 
the expert all the time and sick of having to put on like a performance for Instagram in particular. Um, and the conversations that I was having behind the scenes through Zoom, through FaceTime was a lot of business owners telling me, oh my God, no one talks about that. Like no one tells us what to do when you have, you know, five big fat rejections in your face. And like every successful entrepreneur, you know, 20 years in is going to turn around and be like, yeah, when I first got started, I got a lot of no's, but they weren't showing those no's in the moment. And so I actually, I know we're talking about unplugging. I took two weeks off because I couldn't deal with it anymore. I had just finished a a bunch of proposals and every single one of them got rejected. And I was like, I I hate everything. So I, I unplugged. And during that unplugging was when I started hearing what I actually wanted to be saying and what I actually wanted to be sharing. And these episodes are on average about 13 to 15 minutes. Um, And they're just like what I'm thinking that day, what I'm struggling with that day. Um, I try to be motivational because I think that's just like my personal style. But some of them, like I had one episode where I was like, okay, this is the real, real. Like I've sent so many proposals and every single one has gotten denied. And when the easiest thing to do looks, when the easiest thing to do really is to give up, like why haven't I? And I'm asking myself those questions while on the microphone and sharing them with with people and um you know they're messy they're raw i do them in one take most of the time um and it's because i don't want to get to the point where 20 years down the line i'm super successful and i tell someone oh yeah in the very beginning i got a bunch of no's no i can be like here's the link to my podcast you want to hear what it was like year one here you go you will hear the mess that i am and the fact that i'm proud of being willing to figure it out and and kind of fail in public. That's it. Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there's two things that I got from that. So first, um, like time is money, right? So like how much time are you spending on the creative content that you're creating and how much time less can you be spending on that for you? It just got but you got to push stuff out there. That's one thing that I got from your share, Isa. How you said that who you had the one sit down and they're like, 13 minute digestible podcast. And I would never call myself a podcast person because they were always so long, you know. But I, I found the quote that I had created one lazy night when I was like, oh, I got these show notes to do. <laughs> um, and it says about Isa's podcast, this is encouraging, inspiring, and actionable tips documented by a super fun and sassy content expert. And word for word, it's so true, Isa. I love your content. But um, another thing that I wanted to share is how Isa said that like that time of unplugging was really important for her to figure out, okay, like what do I actually want to do? So back to Tiffany Schlein's book, 24-6, The Power of Unplugging. <laughs> um, she said in one of her recent interviews that like on Friday nights, because she has these tech Shabbats, so some background. So Tiffany Schlein has these tech Shabbats where she um, totally unplugs with her family. They do this from Friday, at, I think around 5 p.m. Um, and it's no technology, like no TVs, no cell phones, no like anything, no radio, I'm sure. And they would sometimes host these dinner parties to like invite friends over and they would say for the friends that are coming over okay like this is what we do like it's a no tech thing that we do and we ask that you respect that okay cool i would totally go to tiffany's house um and then it ends at like 5 p.m like saturday the next day so it's 24 hours and tiffany does work in technology it's not that she hates technology but she finds that this time of unplugging quote She says, on Friday nights, I get back my brain, body, and soul. It's very important to think for yourself. It quiets the noise um, to hear what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Do you want a new job? What do your kids need? We have to value being with ourselves. You're letting yourself play. Like you're really giving yourself time to play with what's already in your mind. So I know like, perhaps in, in art, hey Nada, and um, in other areas of like your work, you may have had that, you may have heard that specific um, 
like word used in reference to it, like noise, like the noise that you might see and like what's around you. Like it's, there's a lot of stuff around here. Like I need to clean my kitchen, <laughs> but that's a lot of noise. Like there's noise that you hear, right? So how do you quiet those, that noise to get back to center of what really matters to you? And that's what unplugging can do for you. So um, Isa, I loved how you shared that part of your story. Um, there was something else too, but I'm, I'm sure I'll find that later on. Jeff, Jennifer, what are your thoughts? Did you really, did you connect with Issa's share? Yeah, <clears throat> what I wrote down was raw and vulnerable. I mean, I think there is so much noise out there right now, like you were just mentioning, Tazia, um, that at least for me, it's the raw vulnerable content, not the copycat stuff. Like there's this new trend on um, I'm not a TikToker. I actually just created an account, but <laughs> I, I don't I don't post anything over there. But you know, everyone's trying to create the same reel over and over and over again. Um, it's the raw emotions and people actually processing stuff um, that really make me connect to want to engage. And also, you had mentioned um, about learning, learning openly and building openly. Um, I think that we take our knowledge of a subject to another level um, when we teach it, right? It's one thing to understand it, but then to teach that to others, you it, it deepens your learning even more when you go that next step. So um, those were the two things that I wrote down. I also wanted to circle back to one other thing really quick was you had asked her about um, when you're in flow, if recording the moment actually interrupts your flow, and I just wanted to share this. I, um, Chelsea, I know you know this, but I'm a trail runner. And a lot of times um, when I can't figure out a problem or I can't see a new way to solve it or a new solution, my best ideas usually come to me when I'm in flow, when I'm running. Sometimes when I'm skiing, but skiing, it's a little bit harder to record. I do. I'll actually stop my run and like record my thought in my digital note taking on my phone um, because there's this thing called scatter focus. Like we have all these dots that we want to connect in a linear way, but those connections that you don't see that aren't linear kind of go on in the background when you're in a state of flow. And for me, that, that tends to be running. And a lot of times I don't want to get up from my desk and like go out for a run to solve a problem. But that's when those big breakthrough moments happen. Just like when you're in the shower, right? Like you have your aha moments when you're in the shower because your, your body is doing something else. So your mind has the opportunity to make those different connections. Um, so that's what I wanted to add in. I was kind of all over the place, but passing back the mic. I think to jump right into what you were saying of like that processing that goes on in the back of your head, um, absolutely the shower, absolutely long walks, but also um, conversations with people where maybe, I mean, the conversation we're having right now, right? Um, but just conversations you might be having in passing, they implant an idea and then it kind of just brings everything else in your head together or um you just start to like i'm an external processor which is hence the podcast right sometimes i'll finish an episode and be like oh wow that's that's actually what i really thought that's kind of cool and i hadn't i hadn't brought that up to the conscious and so finding ways to have conversations and um i love to talk about how entrepreneurship can be so lonely um and we need those connections to like bring us back sometimes so having that um like what's running in the background trying to figure out our life really kicks in when you're um, in a deep conversation and in a deep conversation where you're listening to understand rather than just like to respond and get your point across next yeah, I I love that. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm still stuck on Jennifer's thought because um, <laughs> one of my questions was how does um, physical activity spark flow? And Jennifer, I know from your Instagram stories that you do like your runs, but then you call them trail runs. And I was like, ugh, I'm like so far behind Jennifer's fitness level. But <laughs> it is so cool that you get out into the nature and that you do that. Because Isa, I also saw that you do your um, your walks on your Instagram page and like that physical activity that's so important. And um, also, Isa, we should have totally done notes for this room. <laughs> there are so many good tips that are coming in. But um, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. 
And I'm going to do a quick room reset because we're about 30 minutes into the discussion. And just for those of you who have joined the room and for those of you listening to the recording, um, we are hosting this room in honor of Hey Girl, You Can's one year anniversary. And this, which is again, the room or club that you're in right now. So if you go to the top, um, you'll see the greenhouse and beside it, Hey Girl, You Can, you should join their club. It's an amazing community. Um, you, We have on stage here, Jennifer, who is a fantastic productivity coach and expert in how to achieve life after busy. Because how many times have you said, oh, I'm just really busy this week. There is a life after that. And we also have Issa, who is just, a she's a content guru. She's so amazing at what she does. So I'm curious, um, Issa and Jen, let's say I've achieved some flow or I have wanted to achieve some flow, but it's not working out. And I know that there's something else that I want to do, but I'm very, I feel really guilty about leaving one task that I'm doing, which I know is important, but I want to move on to another task. How can I make that shift? One, that's the first question. And two, how can I make that shift in like a productive way? One that won't make me feel so guilty. Jen, I'm hoping that you can touch on this. I'm hoping that you can also bring up like our shutdown routine that we were working on before. Yes. Okay. So um, your first, first part of your question is how can you make that shift? Like you, you're working on one task and you want to switch over to another. Um, the first note or point that I'd love to get across is, is um, build in some buffer time in your day. Um, a lot of us have especially if it's some, like a new project or something that you're working on, we have something called time blindness. Like we think something's going to take, you know, two hours, but it, it really only takes one. Or we think something's going to take 15 minutes and it takes an hour and a half. So if you have these like little buffers of time built into your day um, that you're not scheduled from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, you have some time to maybe, you know, I want to just finish up this last paragraph in this post before I shut down my computer and, you know, move into making dinner, like whatever that is. So it gives you a little bit of those um, buffer times. And then also if it's a project that you're not going to complete and you're going to move to something else and you're going to need to come back to it, um, I like to leave myself breadcrumbs. So um, in my project manager, I kind of make a note, this is where I left off. You know, I, I still need to do hashtags for the last, you know, three posts I put into Planoly. Planoly's what I use. So what, wherever you are, like wherever you need to restart back. So just give yourself a little breadcrumb so you're not starting all, all over again. Um, and then the shutdown routine. So I think there's so much talk about morning routines, like, and I love myself a good morning routine. I actually, because I had had COVID, I've been missing mine because sleep has been more important and I, I feel off this week. <laughs> um, but what a shutdown routine is, is really kind of like an act of closing out your workday and starting into like your downtime, your relaxation time. Um, so it kind of puts closure. It's especially important for those of us um, that work at home because the lines are so blurred be between personal life and business life. So what that looks like for me and for everyone, it's, it could be different, but you know, making that note on a project that I ha maybe haven't finished and where I'm going to start off tomorrow, I list my top three um, priorities for the following day. Um, I look at my calendar and make sure I'm prepared for the meetings that I have tomorrow or whatever projects I have. I physically shut down my computer um, I'm trying to think of what else I may be forgetting, Chazia. <laughs> um, but it's just, I mean, whatever works for you, however you're going to signify to yourself, work is done and now I get to relax. I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to make dinner, whatever that is for you. So that is a shutdown routine. Um, Jennifer, I'm also wondering if you can touch on those project manager tools. You had said the term, but not the one that you use and why it's important to choose and stick with one, even during the hard times. Yes, I, I just had this conversation yesterday. It's funny that you asked that. Um, switching cost, that was that that is why you need to 
to stick with one and um because there's a cost for switching from one tool to another um and every tool is any one tool that you pick isn't going to be perfect because there's not one size fits all um like i mentioned in the beginning i use trello um it's not perfect i've had to, to create some workarounds but I'm a planner. I'm a very detail-oriented person, um, hence why I do what I do. But it's not necessarily the right tool for everyone. Um, like a visual person might need just like an old school whiteboard that they can write on that's up in their office all the time. That can be a project management tool. It's a little bit harder if like somebody just happens to erase what you're working on. Um, but a project manage management tool is just exactly what it sounds like it's where you keep track of your projects. So you can break down, um, you know, say your project is to la launch a podcast. He says, talking about podcasts, I'm not a podcaster, so I might get all the details wrong, but that's a big, scary project, right? Like I think about launching a po podcast and there's a thousand things that go into that. So a project manager is where you can dump all of those ideas and all of those tasks that you need to do and kind of organize them in a way that's sequential. If you're working with someone or you have a virtual assistant, you may be able to share some of those tasks with them inside a project manager um, and you can delegate. Um, what else? I think that's it kind of in a nutshell. Did I answer all your questions? I'll probably think of some more as, as we go on. No, it was like great and it prompts me. So Jen, I'll let you rest your voice and um, ponder on those questions again. Um, Isa, Isa, you've been so amazing with your work. What is your secret? <laughs> what is your project management tool? Do you have one? Um, you talked a bit about in your one of your latest podcast episodes, how um, you work with your interns and you're telling us about how you would show them your your file system sorting tools and how showing someone else um how you work like teaching them like you learn things on your own too right which we also brought up during this conversation so isa what's your secret um i feel like i need to hire jen because <laughs> i she's great like mm, no like there's there's no systems and i and that's what i was sharing like i'm really in that phase of what what needs to be systemized and what um what systems are actually going to hinder me so i was um having a conversation with someone this morning and they showed me a board that is like gorgeous i'm sure that jen but she was coming to me because she felt paralyzed about making content and she made this Trello board where like every single step was a checkbox that she had to check off and there was progress bars and all this stuff and she was like I can't do it I don't have enough time this feels overwhelming and I'm like I don't know if I'm allowed to curse in here and I'm like no shit look at the Trello board like this is insane and so I'm a lot more on the like follow follow when you feel like it um which when you do start building a team and when you have interns like I have right now, that's not the best way because if I'm trying to outsource and I'm trying to scale, I have to create systems. Um, but just don't let systems be a crutch or an excuse because um, sometimes we tell ourselves that we need to figure out what step one, two, three, four, five to 100 is um, before we've even tried step one to see if we like it. Um, and so that's what I'll say. I'm on, I know I'm on the complete opposite end of Jen. Um, but for me, I think something I've touched on already, how can I absolutely maximize every piece of content that I make? So those time lapses that I was, mess I was um, sharing earlier, they're saved on, in a folder on my camera roll and they'll get reused multiple times. Um, right now, all of my podcasts are being cut up and by being, I mean, I am cutting up all of my podcasts into little 15 second snippets that are going to be reels and TikToks and YouTube shorts. And I'm going to then pull quotes from them and those quotes will be graphics. And instead of me putting this pressure to always be on, I'm only on for that chunk of time and then I find ways to constantly cut. That's an example of a place where I could probably really benefit from a system um, and again, I'm going to hit up Jen to create a system for that repurposing. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm really confident in that my greatest strength is messy action. And the fact that I'm not afraid of just like going for it and then cleaning up my mess as I go, rather than trying to have a really tidy, um, space and, and then work in those parameters. My brain just doesn't, doesn't find flow if it's a little too neat, if that makes sense. I love that cleaning up your mess as you go. Isa, before you like oh. hit your mute button, yes. I'm also wondering if you can share more about that, um, that Excel habit tracker sheet that you showed me and how yes. you found it. Absolutely. So, um, the power of content and also the for you page on TikTok. So, um, I am someone who has tried like so many different habit tracker apps and every single one of them had a bug, just like Jen was saying. Um, there's always a little issue, but I found this spreadsheet girl on TikTok was sharing. She goes, Oh, this is how I organize my life. People commented and were like, if you don't sell this right now, we're going to riot. And so she put it up on Etsy for $3. It's linked in the show notes. Um, and it's a super, super simple Google Sheets Excel Excel like spreadsheet. Um, and it just has, uh, you put in the habits that you want. Uh, she has a template that breaks it down into daily, weekly, and monthly goals. And my favorite part is that you click, that you check off what you did that day. Um, and at the bottom, it either, it turns green as soon as you hit more than 60%. Um, and the satisfaction I get when it turns green is unmatched. Um, and it's really simple. So that's linked in there. I love it. $3. We all have the, the system for it because it's just a Google Sheet. And um, that's been beautiful, especially with I practice doing um, tiny habits, like taking the tiniest step possible. So I have journaling as a habit. And that is um, I only have to write one sentence a day to keep that promise to myself. In terms of moving my body, I only have to move for five minutes a day in order to keep that promise to myself. And so that's what I check off of that spreadsheet. I love it. And I'm so hype. I make so many TikToks about it. And that's the power of TikTok. Uh, she has sold on Etsy. You can see she has sold close to 12,000 of those sheets just because she shared it on one video. Jennifer, I, I see you on that dog. Looking for I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> the power of TikTok. Oh Holy moly. Um, I do have to say, okay. Um, breaking goals down. Habits are one type of goal and achievement goals are something different, right? Like I want to eat healthy every day. That's a habit goal. I want to create a podcast. That's a totally different type of goal and it takes different strategies. And um, I just want to reiterate what Issa said. Like she gets so, um, she had a client that was just so worked up. Like she didn't know what to do because she was so organized. I am not a proponent of figuring out every step. Um, I think that is a fast track to overwhelm. Um, and I'm happy to share this because I have a free bootcamp going on right now. It's goals to action bootcamp. And this is for achievement goals. I encourage people only to figure out like that first few steps, because think of it, I'm going back to my trail running again, like at the further you get down the trail, the more steps you take, the clearer, you know, the destination is. So you're not going to know what that destination is until you're, you're approaching it. Um, because if you try to figure it out, you don't have enough experience to figure that, that whole path out along, all, along the way. And it really helps to get mentors and coaches and, um, co-workers that have been there before you so I wanted to add that in see that's how you guys resonate like the whole figure out the first few steps and clean up your mess as you go that's what I, I appreciate so much about you guys and Isa another thing that you didn't mention about that amazing spreadsheet is um that even if you reached like 70% or 78% or something of your task it still turned green and that's what I love so much when you had showed it to me because seeing that you've still, so that green is a win, right? But seeing that you've still won, even if you've done 70% of the tasks that you wanted to do, you did it. Like you showed up, right? And I feel like that's also what Jennifer's work is about um, through like managing your time and um, being productive, like how you can show up for yourselves and the task that you're doing 
a quote that my therapist gave to me a while ago that I just carry with me all the time is what is the most loving thing that you can do for yourself right now? And so often my response to that message is to just to be, period, to be, to be silent, to be um, caught up in this task, to be active, to be me. And I feel like when we're being us, then it just it just shows up but we have to give ourselves the time to do that and not to absorb content all the time but i also want to um really reach out to and like celebrate a lot of the people in this room because i'm curious as to the systems that you guys you you guys use because i know we have like um ella in this room who is has amazing content on her Instagram page. Check her out. She's on the Followed by Speakers page and she's an esthetician. Ella, if I'm doing any of this wrong, you're free to like raise up your hand and come up. But um, she posts about like skin routines and just such like in-depth passion where even I, as a person who like, I have like a basic face wash and it's a pretty good one and I paid a lot of money for it, but I've had it for a bit. And, um, but Ella does some great work in that area and she really shares her learnings the content and she puts in the work right ella good job i want to know how you do it nada who has also joined us in the room today has an amazing instagram page called nada's art house that she grew and it's just so beautiful so you guys need to check that out too because the work that nada put into that I don't even know how she did it but i want to and i think that that's why it's so important that like these um moments are shared where we can figure out like the best next steps to take to get to where we want to be and it's these moments of like a reset and jen what's that room that you're always in with your with your is it reset for women that you have your clubs in? yeah i actually I, I haven't been showing up there quite so much. I kind of did a reassessment of uh, the return I was getting out of my time here at Clubhouse. So that is an amazing club. Um, but I do have to be mindful of my time and make sure that I'm getting out what I'm putting in, right? So, but it is a good club. Exactly. And sometimes it means going off and doing like your own thing. That's something that really serves you. So one question as you both, Jennifer and Isabel, Isa, were showing, um, were sharing, I wondered like, what, uh, what do you want to teach? And I think that that's a question that came up top of mind earlier, like 20 minutes before, ago, <laughs> but like, how do you figure out what you want to teach? Because at the end of the day, we're trying to reach a community, right? Um, a friend, I won't say who it is, though she's here, said, imagine that you were in a room and you're talking about something that really matters to you. Who is in that room? Who is listening? Who are you conversing with, right? So I'm curious, Jen, Isa, who is in that room for you? We'll start with you, Jen. So for me, um, and Chaza, I know you know the story. I, I want to help um, truly the mom that is like two steps behind me, the, the woman that has sort of given up on following her dreams because she's so busy taking care of everyone else's. Um, she feels like she has to carry the burden of everyone else's happiness, but is putting her own happiness and her own life on the back burner. Or maybe she's pouring so much into her work that all of her personal life and connections are falling apart. That's the person I wanna help. I, I wanna make sure that they're making um, their life um, their priority and still showing up for the people that are important to them. So that is who I show up for day after day. I, I love it. And that's, sorry, sorry. I just have to say, so I'm going to hand it over to you, but that that's why I had to beg for Jennifer as my coach. <laughs> I was like, she works with moms, but I said, Jennifer, I'm not a mom yet. Take me, take me. Don't worry, Isa. I'm sure she'll also take you on too. Isa, go for it. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say like, Jen, I love that you have that so clear and that that um, person that you envision is so, um, I don't know, like well thought out. And um, the reason I love that is because I feel like it's not super clear for me. And I know Elizabeth is in the in the audience and Elizabeth and I were having a conversation about like, you know, what is your purpose? And, and um, I've been thinking a ton about that. And 
what I'll give you a little insight into what Elizabeth and I were talking about of like me being able to to validate other people's ideas and make sure that they know that their ideas matter um and it was so interesting because I hadn't really seen that in myself but Elizabeth said she did and I was like I I trust Elizabeth I believe um and I um, I know Mystic is in here and Mystic knows a lot about human design. Um, and in human design, I've been told several times of like, um, having a defined throat and heart center will attract a lot of people who don't have a defined heart center to me. And so I'm not sure who's in the room, but, um, in terms of like when I'm teaching something, but I do know that based on all these conversations, um, whoever is in the room, I want them to leave knowing that their ideas matter, that what they're putting out into the world is important. And that, um, part of why I say that everything is content is because I want people to really see their lives as just the most interesting, important thing out there. And that's, that's my thoughts. I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly bring it back to um to tip one of Tiffany's quotes and one thing that she likes to say of twenty four six the book the power of unplugging is that it's like it's cool to not be accessible all of the time and it's cool to know that the coolest thing happening so that's cool but the coolest thing happening is like what's going on right now the people around you right so um so that's what I loved about your share but also how you value the ideas of others. I know that like, even in our own experiences, I think that you mentioned this in your podcast, Isa, that our first gigs in our, our fields of like study, like we get our first job, whether it's co-op or after school, who cares, but who we work with that really imparts how we see that field as a whole and whether or not we choose to stay in it, to add to it, to contribute to it. So what kind of environment are we creating you know, so I'm, I'm curious, Jen and Issa, like, what are your thoughts on that? We're coming up to um, five minutes before the room is to end. So I'll, I'll do this as my second last question. And then I'll keep my last question in the back of my pocket, just in case we have time. Jen and Issa, like, what kind of work environments are you trying to create? Sorry, couldn't find my mic there for a minute. Okay, I'm gonna use this word. And I know it's like a loaded word. But um, I want to create balance. Um, and I know a lot of people say balance is impossible, but I want an environment where I can be present and impactful in my work, um, but also be able to put it away and still be present for my kids. Does that mean I have to say no? It means it, it does. I have to say no a lot. Um, I have to say no to my children, I have to say no to my friends, and I have to say no to some work opportunities. But um, because I'm clear on where I'm headed and where I want to go, I think choosing those no's and the occasional yeses makes it a whole heck of a lot easier um, because I want to feel motivated and inspired to show up in all parts of my life. And if all I'm doing is working, um, it's it's going to be hard for me to continue to show up because I'll feel like it's sucking um, all the other <laughs> parts of my life away. And I, I, I really want to live a full life. So I hope that answers your question, Shazia. Yeah, no, that was beautiful. Thank you so much, Jen. Isa, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, in terms of creating um, an environment, um, I live at home. Like I feel like so many people moved back, um, with their parents and during the pandemic. So I'm one of them. Um, so I don't have like full control over the space. So it's a lot of figuring out, um, how I can modify it. Um, and especially modify it to be as conducive as possible to creativity and reducing resistance. So, you know, having my podcast microphone out and really easily accessible, um, having my tripod always kind of already open as much as it like bothers my mom um but having the tripod like ready to go so that all I have to do is put the phone in there um and so in terms of physical environment that's definitely it um in terms of environment and and I've shared I'm being very mindful of the kind of company culture I want to create as I bring in interns and team members um it is an environment where it is very validating of other people's ideas um because I never want to create like that kind of 
um, work environment that some of us have been in where the boss feels like they're the only smart person in the room and everyone else is just like super submissive to them. Um, I think that that ends up stifling creativity. And so I want to create um, an environment of safety and an environment where like everyone's ideas, you can share it and you can be like, this was something that I thought of like in a dream last night. I'm going to put it out there and see if it vibes and if it doesn't, that's okay. I'll have another idea in like 15 minutes. Um, so that's a little mix of environment, uh, physical, and also that emotional um, piece as well. That was beautiful. Um, oh, wow. I'm, I'm very appreciative of you both coming up and or just like taking the time to host this discussion with me today. I feel like it was really important and I want to um, give an opportunity for, well, first I want to do like a final reset. I want to say that in this resource list, we've indicated like a few hundred clubs for you to follow. And I recommend you follow each of them. The first and foremost is, I'm going to say my club. <laughs> I'm going to say, hey girl, you can, but I'm making it my club. So I have really enjoyed um, scrambling to put together these two clubhouse rooms that I've held today at 3 p.m. EST and at 6 p.m. EST. That's now wrapping up. Um, I would love to do these conversations monthly, and I will likely do them in my club that you'll see at the bottom of my profile, which is called Here to Be Human. And this is a name that I thought of months ago, but my whole idea for it is that we're not here to be perfect, we're here to be human. I'm a recovering perfectionist, so that was very important to me. And sharing these experiences and how to achieve the goals that we want to achieve and some like setbacks that may occur and chatting through them, as we mentioned during this conversation, like having that dialogue is so important to like figuring out that clarity sometimes, right? So you're free to follow that club. And also we're gonna be posting follow-up notes about the discussion. I've pulled um, some key quotes that really stuck out to me. So the conversation doesn't end here. And if you'd like to connect, of course, you have these amazing speakers on stage right now. You have each other too. I highly encourage you to open the bio or profile of the person next to you, down below you, three rows ahead of you, um, to check out who they are, what they're working on, and why you think that they may be passionate about it, right? So really take a deep look. And I'd love to invite um, those who are down below to come up to the speaker stage if you have any thoughts before we wrap up the room. But as I give you time to do that, I'm going to give Jen and Issa an opportunity to share about their programs. Oh, I have one second. Oh, Ella, Ella. No, that's Stella. That's Streetcar Names Desire, guys, for all the non-English majors. Streetcar Names Desire. OK, I have Ella and I have, oh, Nada. OK, so Ella, we'll start with you. Hey, what's up? Thanks for coming. Hey, so I just wanted to say that this room has been incredible and like it just messaged you like I'm sorry I had to leave the 3pm room earlier than I planned to, but y'all have just given such amazing information in this room. So I just wanted to come up and say thank you and y'all are all incredible and I'm so glad that I've gotten a chance to get to know Jen and Isabella a little bit better and I followed both of y'all, but yes, I'm just very happy that this room happened and that I was able to listen in the whole time. Thank you for your presence, Ella. You do such great work. I, I'm watching um, as one of, again, Issa's podcast covers everything, says that you never know who's watching. And I've been watching you, not like the show, not in a creepy way, but in an appreciative way. So thanks so much for all of your work and for coming today. Um, I'm going to hand the mic over to Nada. Hey, Nada. Hey. Um, also, just want to say this is a really good conversation and really interesting conversation on flow, which is a topic that I like from um, the standpoint of creativity, which is something that I think about and look at a lot in my work. And I appreciate all the compliments that you're giving away today, Chazia. <laughs> I don't know if, if this is a normal amount of compliments, but I really appreciate um, uh, your insight into everyone. I think that's really cool. Uh, it's like you're really picking up on um, the best that everyone has to offer. And I think that's really really a, a cool room to be in. So thank you. Thanks so much for coming, Nada. Speaking of which, so another plug, 
Hey girl, you can. I no longer moderate the rooms, but it's still an amazing room. So in the Hey Girl You Can Club on Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. EST, and I think that time is right, um, we do a co-mod collaboration and connections room. It used to be called co-mod matchmaking, but people thought it was a dating room. And that room was an opportunity for you to come and share like what you're passionate about and why you're passionate about it. And we love to hype you up because we feel like those spaces where you can chat about like what really like burns bright in your heart, that light, and you share it with others, it pumps them up, them up too. And you get to like connect with people who you probably would have never met. So definitely do follow um, the Higger You Can Club because those co-mod um, collaboration connection rooms happen all of the time. Um, Chef Mimi Lon, again, you can find her on Clubhouse, Chef and then Mimi, M-I-M-I, -M -I, and then Lon, L-A-N. We'll also put this on our resource list, um, now heads that club. So definitely do check out all of the amazing work that she's doing, which includes a food is religion club, but I digress. Um, that Co-Modern Connections room is a great opportunity to feel celebrated because what you're doing is important. So um, thank you so much for coming up guys. And Jen and Isa, thank you so much for your time. I'm gonna let you share your final thoughts, what you're working on, what you wanna share. Jen, I'll hand it over to you first. Well, first, I just want to thank you, Chazia, so much for creating the space. I'm just, you're like my daughter. I'm so proud every time I see you do something. And your notes for this room were like on fire, girl. They were so organized. Honestly, I've done a lot of rooms here in Clubhouse. These are the best show notes I've seen, hands down. So props to you, girl. And Isa, it's such an honor to meet you um, and get to know you a little bit better. And everyone, down below everyone in the room so thank you so much um hey girl you can is an amazing club and i just joined your club chazia um so i would love for you guys to join my club as well life after busy is my club and um just you know follow me around clubhouse i'd love to have conversations about how to make the most of your time um you can't manage time but you can manage yourself to make the most of it so i want every woman in this room um i think we're all women right um just to make the most of today because like i said today is what we have so let's make sure we're we're, li we're living in flow it increases um the quality of your life it also increases your your creativity and um, i'm excited to have more conversations about that moving forward so i will pass the mic over to isa Awesome. It was so amazing to get to share the space with you, Jen, as well. Um, and I completely second that. Chasia, you did such an amazing job of putting this together um, and also really being intentional with how you planned it, the questions that you asked and um, the people that you, you wanted to highlight. So I really appreciate that. Um, I don't have a clubhouse room. You won't catch me here too, too often. But um, as we've been mentioning this whole hour, I do have my daily podcast, Building with Isa Media Inc., uh, currently on Spotify and Google. I'm really working to get Apple, um, but they're very picky about who they allow on the platform. Um, but you can go on there. You can find me at Isa Media Inc. on Instagram. Um, I am here to just, again, convince you that your life is so, so, so interesting and that it deserves to be documented um, and to be shared in whatever medium you choose to do so. Um, and yes, I don't know if, if I'm missing anything, but if anyone has questions or just wants to chat, please don't hesitate to reach out. Cool, I was waiting to get back. Okay, well, oh guys, I, this, is, this is such a bittersweet moment. I had two rooms today, this is the last. I didn't fully, process how it would feel after we ended the last room all i did was buy a small bottle of champagne to celebrate <laughs> the end of the week but <laughs> i'm i'm so happy that we were able to spend this time together i feel like this is the start of a very good triage relationship um if you missed the last room that i did at 3 p.m we were talking about um we were talking about how to how to navigate liminal spaces. So those moments of transition in your life, whether you're transitioning between jobs, transitioning between, I don't know, like homes, trying to figure out what you wanna do next. I feel like that's a moment of transition as well when you, figure, when you 
feel like um, where you are right now is where you want to be and you're trying to figure out what to do next. Like you're in those moments of liminality, right? And so we talked about that and we talked about how those moments can be, be scary but beautiful and how we really want to take the time to process um, how the home is also involved in that as well because the homes that we're in, the homes that we, we God willing, sleep in and, and take showers in and cook in, like sometimes the moments that we spend in that home may feel mundane, but there's a way to make it beautiful. And um, there's someone, her name is Anna Christina, and I'll add her name to the show notes, which I'll share on our my social profiles after this conversation is done, perhaps tomorrow, um, is that she has this idea of beigeousness because sometimes when you think of moments that are like, oh, what's next? You think it's boring and boring is beige, right? But she says how beigeistic is majestic meets beige and that when compared with brights, like blingy, noisy activities that excite and thrill us, beige can seem very dull and colorless. But when we learn to settle ourselves and reach that neutral zone of less heightened emotion, we start to find comfort and safety in beige. The beige is not boring, but calm and warm, like a cup of milky tea, like caramel, like warm sand on the shoreline that stretches out forever. The beige becomes beigeistic, majestically beige. And that's a quote from Anna Christina. And I'd like you to see, in a sense, your your process like that. I mean, what may seem beige to you may seem boring and mundane is actually the most interesting thing, like yeah, Issa um, highlighted. So definitely do tap back into yourself. Um, tap into that flow, know that what you're doing is amazing. And um, like, I'll leave it at that unless Jen and Issa want to add some last minute thoughts and then perhaps I'll do a, a, um, a harmony refresh to, to close off the room. Jen and Issa, any final thoughts? I think what you said was beautiful. So I'm going to leave it right there. Cool. <laughs> okay, so what wasn't able to make it tonight, but what um, the perspective that I wanted to get and that we'll touch on another time is the mindful moments that help us tap into that flow. So connecting to our heartbeat, and Will does this so much better, but I'll try. So we're taking a deep breath and we're connecting to our heartbeat and I'm gonna count the room down from five, take the opportunity to either settle into the moment, to check each other's bios, profiles, make your connections as you will. And I'll count down from five and five. Thank you so much for coming. Four, I feel so blessed that each of you are in this room. Three, I thank God for breath today. Two, so many opportunities are coming your way. Breathe into them. And one, I end this room and I wish you all an amazing night. Peace and blessings. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.